Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us this morning for this uh, wonderful Father's Day uh, Sunday and Father's Day service. Man, I, I just want to give a great big shout out to uh, Candice, to Shaylin, to Guy and Christina for that awesome worship. And, you know, that last song, Refiner's Fire, is a perfect setup for uh, what I want to talk to us today about. Uh, it, it ended with ready to do your will. You know, refiner's fire, ready to do your will. And really, that's the essence of my message uh, this morning to you. So before I go there, just a great big happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Uh, I hope your day is going to be fantastic as you grill some steaks for your family or hamburgers. or I, I have some, uh, I, I, I bought some organic uh, beef, cow's beef, uh, and some bison meat. Uh, and I'm, I'm mixing them together, making some great burgers out of those, so it's going to be fun and delicious. So I, I hope you're ready to receive uh, what um, I believe God has um, asked me to minister to you that will strengthen you and encourage you as you uh, carry on with your day. Before I do, can I just open in prayer? Father, thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for all the dads out there that are listening. I thank you that you're at, you're at work in their lives and that this message, Father, would um, strike a chord in their hearts and in their lives. And God, that they would see themselves uh, the way that you see them, Father. I thank you for every family, every person, every uh, man, woman, and child that is listening. I thank you, God, that you're at work in their lives, ministering to them. As I present your word, Father, may it become your words and not just mine. I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's start by reading a scripture out of uh, Deuteronomy, and that will be our text for today. I'll, I'll put it on the screen here for you. It's out of Deuteronomy 31, verses 1 to 8. It says, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, You shall not cross the Jordan. (laughs) Today, I want to talk to us about a sermon I entitled, Be Strong and Courageous. We just read that Moses was 120 years old. Yeah, I guess it's time uh, to hang up your shoes, buddy, uh, to give the leadership over to someone younger. But you know what? I, I, I kind of understand Moses' possible hesitancy in all of this. Uh, he was the one God used to provide a great deliverance for his people. He was the one who confronted the most powerful man in the world and walked away victorious. He was the one who led his people through the wilderness and put up with their whining, nagging, and complaining for 40 long years. If I was Mo, I'd be like, God, come on, you promised to bring us to our own land, a a land that you 
yourself said, is a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a promised land. It's a good land. God, come on, man. I, I, I'd probably be like that. We're, we're like right here. I, I can literally see it over there. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know. I want to be the one leading them in. I brought them this far. And really, it's only just a few more steps and we're in. Come on, God. That, that, that would have probably been me. Probably a good thing I wasn't the leader back then. But you know what God said to Moses? And we just read it. God said, no. How are you when God says no to you? Are you um, one who doesn't like really anybody saying no to you? Uh, most of us don't like it. And many of us fight back and sure there are times when you shouldn't expect no for an answer but there are also times when we must accept the fact that no means no like our son who refused to go to bed when he was told after some coaxing he finally went to his room shut his door whining and stomping his little feet all the way there and that was that. And, you know, Yvette and I were like, oh, okay, cool. And But after a while, we were wondering, oh, boy, it's pretty quiet in there. He must have went to bed right away. And so we, you know, go to open the door and check on him like we do as parents. At least that we tried to open the door, but couldn't because there was something blocking it. We We pushed a little harder and the door... Uh, open up just enough uh, so that we could kind of squeeze through, only to discover that Christopher had stripped the blankets off his bed and was now fast asleep in his little fort that he made right in front of the door. See, his two-year-old, little two-year-old brain must have thought, okay, I'll go to my room, but I'm not going to bed, as they asked Quite ingenious, actually. Like, he didn't like being told, no, you can't stay up. You have to go to bed. So he devised a plan to get it his way. <laughs> Moses heard God's no. And rather than, you know, getting all pouty and grabbing his blanket and propping himself up against the border, Moses gives way to God's instruction. This, my friends, is how you become strong and courageous. Moses didn't hold a grudge toward God because he didn't get his way. He didn't fall into a depression because things didn't go as planned. He didn't post on Twitter his disappointment. He took God's no as a no and moved on. Can I ask, what has God said no to you about? What have you prayed? And the answer was no answer, which in most cases, by the way, indicates a no. Yes, sure, there are times that we have to press in in prayer. I'm not talking about that this morning. I'm talking about how you handle it when God answers you with a simple no. When he does that, 
does it affect your faith? Does a no cause you to get mad at God? Uh, you know, I, I think these are good questions. Questions that actually are worth pondering. This verse goes on to say, and I'll again uh, post it on the screen for you. It goes on to say, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord has said. Now, how's that for a plan? <laughs> See, years ago, I started a small business. Um, and let's say, for illustration's sake, I, I substituted what we had just read here out of Deuteronomy. Uh, you know, and, and how does this sound then as a business plan? I, I, I would go to, uh, uh, my investor and say, uh, Madam Investor, my plan is that God, yeah, you know, the big guy, you know, yeah, him, yeah, the creator of everything, yeah, God, he said to me that he's gonna go ahead of me and he's gonna destroy uh, any obstacle that will come my way in this business plan. And not only that, but he promises that um, this business is going to prosper. I am going to have success. <laughs> well, that's kind of like the plan that was laid out for Joshua as they go to take possession of the place that God was leading them to. If you read the entire story, uh, behind this whole going into the promised land, you knew, you, you know that there are many obstacles that were in their way as they went to go possess the land. Uh, they had to face literal giants. I mean, massive, hardened warriors that were ready to defend to the last man their land. Uh, I would call that an obstacle. Because the people Joshua was going to inherit, uh, he was going to take over from Moses and be the leader. Uh, those people, all they knew was a life of slavery and wandering for 40 years in a desert. None of them were trained in battle. Uh, none of them had access to the modern tools of war that the other nations would have had. Yet God laid out a plan for them to go and possess it. I, I mean, if, if that's not obstacles, I don't know what is. And to do this, to embark on such a mission as this, would take courage, my friends, and strength. Because aside from the giants, uh, which were great obstacles, their uh, greatest obstacle was the fear and doubt that began to creep into their hearts and lives. And these, friends, are the greatest obstacle to your victory. If you can defeat, listen, if you can defeat doubt and fear, if you can stop them in their tracks, then you can and will take hold of that in which you are fighting for. What are you fighting for right now? Are you fighting for your kids' salvation? Maybe they've wandered and you're fighting for them. 
first defeat the fear and doubt that is ever present before you and then continue your fight of faith for your children. Will you do that? Are you fighting for your business? Well, defeat fear and doubt and then watch God do a mighty work on your behalf. It may not be what you had envisioned for your business, but when God fights for you, listen, when God fights for you, it will, in the end, always turn out well. That small business that I mentioned, well, it didn't go as I had planned. I learned a ton uh, from it, from that experience that has helped me throughout my life, actually. But the actual business ended up costing me more than I ended up making. And fear was beginning to creep in. Uh, a fear that was almost going to cripple me. A fear was nagging at me and knocking on the door of my life saying things like, oh, my wife has lost respect for you. Doubt followed that fear with thoughts of, oh, you're never going to dig out, dig your way out of this. You're going to be in debt for the rest of your life. Uh, your faith doesn't work. Uh, what kind of Christian are you? Yada, yada, yada. Fear and doubt was just knocking hard on the door. And I began to battle those things. And at the 11th hour, a buyer came and bought the entire business. It wasn't for the amount I hoped, but I was able at least to negotiate with my creditors and paid them all off and left it debt free. Just as the scripture read, the Lord himself will cross over ahead of you. Well, personally, I like those odds. <laughs> well, it goes on to read this and I'll show you here. We'll put it back up on the screen. It says this. Oh, is that the one I was just at? Yeah. It says this. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Shion and Og, the king of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Hmm. Imagine. If you want to be truly strong and courageous, my friends, you must be willing to do what the Lord asks you to do, even if it's hard. In fact, especially if it's hard. What is the last thing or hard thing that God has asked you to do? What's the last hard thing that God has asked you to do? Did you do it or did you procrastinate or maybe just avoid it altogether? The hardest thing God has asked us to do was to leave the comforts of our city that we grew up in. It was to leave our family who was all there. It was to leave our friends who were there, our church family who was there, our jobs that were there. God asked us to leave all of that and move our family across the country. We were in Winnipeg at the time to Quebec and to go plant a church there. Friends, that was hard. That was extremely hard. But we had learned, Yvette and I had learned, the importance of doing what God asks us to do, especially when it's hard. We followed God's plan. 
We did what he asked us to do, and we ended up thriving where we were. We made some lifelong friends, learned some lifelong lessons. And then you know what happened? After seven years there, God asked us to do another hard thing. He asked us to get up and move to Alberta. And here we are. What has God asked you to do that was hard? Never forget them, for they will act as a reminder to you of your willingness to obey when God asks you to do another hard thing. Never forget the times when you said yes to God when it was hard. Because those will be memories in your in your pocket that you can pull out the next time God asks you to do something hard. You remember that and go, yeah, God was with me. God went before me. God provided a great victory for me. I'm glad I did it. I learned some great things in life. Friends, be willing to do the hard thing that God asks you to do. Obeying God in the hard causes us to be strong and courageous people. And that's what I want to see happen within you. Another hard thing that God asked of us, which he asked of us a number of times, was things concerning our money, our cash. See, we were a young couple not making much cash. And God asked us, asked us to give a thousand dollars. In fact, he asked us to do that a couple of times, uh, to various people. And at the time, it was extremely tough. It was tough because we didn't make a lot of cash at the time. We had already begun our lifelong journey in obeying God with our tithe. So we were giving, already giving God 10% of our income. And uh, we were also on top of that giving offerings for various things here and there. But now God was asking us to do something for at the time was really hard to give more, to give until it hurt. So you know what we did? We did it. The first time we gave a thousand, we went to the bank and got a thousand dollar bill. And if I remember correctly, I think it was purple. We we ended up putting in a card and gave it to the person. And let me tell you, uh, uh, it almost hurt doing it. But we did it anyways out of obedience to God. Then the second time God asked us to do it, he asked us to do the same thing. So we went to the bank, got a purple G note, put it in a card and gave it to the couple God asked us to give it to. And when God asked us to do it this time, it was particularly hard and hurt because we had just moved from Winnipeg to Thunder Bay. It was all on our dime for me to start working full time in ministry at a dear friend of mine's church. Yvette was not working at the time and not collecting EI either. And I was making peanuts in my first uh, job in the pastorate. I think at the time, if I remember correctly, I was making $1,500 a month. Imagine. <laughs> this time when God said to give that thousand, it was extremely hard. But... You need to hear this. At every place of hard, at every place of hard, God met us. 
And we came out of those times with more strength and more courage than when we entered into it. And God taught us some valuable lessons. And God has provided for us every step of the way. I believe that the reason we are living in this beautiful house that we're living in is because of those seasons in our life where we sowed when it was hard, when we gave when it was hard. Friends, when you are willing to do that, God sees, God recognizes and says, those are people I can trust with more. Friends, I want you to be those kinds of people, strong and courageous people, willing to do what God asks you to do. The, this scripture goes on to say this. I'll pull it up here on the screen for you. It says, and here's the key verse in this entire scripture. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. (laughs) I love that, friends. This is the key verse in all our readings. God speaking through Moses to go to the Israelites and to say the hard thing to them. Asking them to do a hard thing. Friends, will you be like the Israelites and be willing to do the hard thing that God asks of you? Are you going to be willing to be strong and courageous in the face of every obstacle that you may face? Are you going to choose to obey God and to honor God at His word? Friends, when you do, that is when you begin to tap into a strength and a courage that is not yours. And God said to them, I like this, as you go about being strong and courageous, as you go about choosing to obey me, do not let fear get the best of you. (laughs) Don't give it an entrance into your life. Remember, All that I did for you in rescuing you out of slavery. Remember all that I did for you in saving you out of the hell that you were in. Friends, these are things we must do. We must remember all that God did in delivering us. Delivering us from those habits, those addictions, those emotions that entrapped us. And we must remember that in these, in tough times that we face, that God delivered us back then and He'll deliver us now because that is what God does and that is what God promised. (laughs) Because when God goes before us, (laughs) when God said He'll cross over before us, We have nothing to worry about. We have nothing to fear. Because not only did God say, I'll cross over before you. God says, I will be with you. And then he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. (laughs) Are you hearing this? 
This is what our God said to them, and he says to us, that he will go before us, he'll be with us, and he'll never forsake us. Can you feel faith rising in your heart right now? Can you feel the Holy Spirit moving in your midst right now? Challenging you, encouraging you, uh, producing in you a strength that is not yours and a courage that is not yours to face every single obstacle that may come your way. <laughs> and listen what it says in verse 7. Just in case Joshua, who would be the coming leader, uh, never got what he, what Moses said here in verse 6, check out what God does here in verse 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous. God repeated himself. For you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them. And you must divide it amongst them as their inheritance. This is what Joshua was commanded to do, to be strong and courageous, my friends. Strength and courage are always needed when it comes to doing anything that's hard. Just ask any business owner or parent or grandparent or pastor. Really, anything in life that is worth anything takes hard work. Just remember your time at university or college. It's hard. Or your days when you were apprenticing. It's hard. But anything in life worth having is often going to be hard. And from what we see here, it's going to not only, uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to not only be hard, but it's going to take leadership. Strong and courageous leadership. Joshua was going to take over from the only leader that Israel knew during their time of freedom. I would say those are pretty big shoes to fill. Massive shoes, in fact. Friends, what is it that God has been speaking to you about regarding stepping up your capacity to lead? Can I say this? Let it start in your home. Learn to lead your family well. Learn what it takes to be a mom who is strong and courageous. Learn what it takes to be a dad who is strong and courageous. Strong and courageous on behalf of your family. Dudes, why not make a commitment starting right now on Father's Day that you are going to step up your leadership game in your home? Many of you are great leaders in the community. You're great leaders on the job, but you've not put in the necessary time to bravely step up and lead your home the way it needs to. Make this day that day. Make this day the day that your leadership in the home begins to rise to another level. It's not too late, my friends. Your kids may be grown, but they still need a dad. They need a Commissioner Reagan to step up. That one's for you uh, blue blooders out there. 
<laughs> and you need to lead your family well. They need Iron Man to step in and risk it all on behalf of their family. Will you be that man? Will you be that man who is willing to step up and do whatever it takes to lead your family through whatever times you may find yourself in? Check out what the final verse says here. Again, I'll put it up on the screen for us. It says in verse 8, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. See, God was reminding Joshua of what God said to the people. You see, God repeated himself here a few times because it was super, is super, super important. Joshua needed to get this because as you step up to lead, as you step up your game, you need to know that you are not alone. God goes before you. I mean, friends, that in itself should give us the courage that we need to lead our homes, our businesses, our churches into the future that God has destined for them. Not only does God go before you, he said he will be with you, meaning he won't run so far ahead of you that you can't keep up. He will be with you every step of the way. And not only will God go before you and be in you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Guys, it doesn't take a theology degree to understand what I'm just reading to you. It is exactly what it is. If God said it, friends, you can take it to the bank. You can push your leadership gifts forward, knowing that God is going to be right there beside you. Even in your mistakes, God is going to be there. Even in your failings, God will be right there with you, dusting you off and cheering you onward. If you get knocked down in the ring, God will be right there with you. The tent count will not happen. He'll give you the strength and courage to get up again. Even if it's at the ninth count, God will be there for you. So as this verse said when it ended, do not do not be afraid. I'll put it up again just so you see it. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Don't be afraid, my friends. Don't be discouraged. See, here's the thing. God knew there would be times in our life where we can become afraid, uh, even discouraged by the things that are happening all around us. But God said, don't. Don't allow fear in. Don't allow discouragement in. Don't allow doubt in. Just remember, Scott, that I'm with you. Just remember, Terry, that I'm with you. Just remember, Jerry, that I'm with you. 
Just remember, Peter, that I'm with you. Just remember, Lane, that I am with you. Drew, I'm with you and I will go before you and I will clear a way for you, God says. Just keep me in mind. Keep me in view. Keep me as your focal point and begin to obey me when I give you a command. Friends, this is the essence of this entire message. That we be people like that song at the beginning, Refiner's Fire. We be ready to do His will. To do what God asks us to do. And when we do what God asks us to do, it is at that point that we become strong and courageous and we can tap into a strength and a courage that is not ours, but is His. Well, I hope this message ministered to you and encourages you and challenged you to step up to the plate and and hit one out of the park for your family. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you have not yet given your life to Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, why wait a second longer? Make this the day. Make Father's Day the day that you ask Jesus to come into your life. And if that's you, we have a prayer up on the screen. And I want you to just simply pray this after me, okay? It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. From this day forward, I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, my friends, I want you to know that you uh, now are a son or daughter of the Most High God. And there is a an exciting life of faith ahead of you. And if uh, if you could do me a favor and just jot into the chat or drop us an email at office at victorylifechurch.ca and let us know the decision that you made. And we, we, we'd love to just help you in any way we can to help you understand that decision, help you, give you some uh, tools that, that, that will help you understand that and grow in your Christian faith. Uh, anyways, I want to, I want to close by praying for all of you who have, you know, you're, you're at that place of hard. Things are, are becoming hard in your life or you've struggled with these hard things. I want to, I want to pray a prayer of release over you and freedom from condemnation in your life. Uh, and in particular, you dads, catch on to this, latch on to this prayer for it is a powerful prayer that uh, will help uh, just bring freedom and liberty into your life. So let's pray. Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person uh, that has been dealing with this place of heart in their lives, these struggles in their life that are hard. And Father, I pray, God, that they would receive a release today 
of a breakthrough in those areas in their lives. If they've been struggling with it, if they've been struggling with uh, dealing with these hard things that come in life, God, I pray today that they would be strong and courageous and able to deal with it with your strength and your courage within them, Father. I declare this and decree this over them, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Freedom from condemnation, freedom from shame, freedom from guilt. In Jesus' name I pray. And Father, I just pray that you are helping to redraw in each man's life, Father God, a new image of what that looks like, when it, what it means to be strong and courageous. Lord, that it wouldn't be that old adagi of the bubble muscles and just being physically strong, but really spiritually strong and what that looks like, the character choices that one makes under duress. And I pray, Father God, for our newfound courage to really follow through with some of that leadership that you've placed on their lives. I thank you for the consistency of those who have done so for many years and perhaps feel like they aren't seeing the results they're hoping for, that they would not lose heart, that they would remain strong and courageous to the very end so i thank you father god for that journey whether on on the beginning part of your journey in the middle or towards the end that 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 same same courage and strength would be upon you to make right decisions and follow through with the very things that god has placed on your life in the name of jesus Amen. Amen. And to close, we're going to do something special today. That last song, Refiner's Fire, we're going to play that again. And, and I, I want you to receive it as a prayer. Make it a prayer unto the Lord for you today. Okay. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Have yourselves a great, wonderful rest of the day. Yes. And, and let's worship one last time. Happy Father's Day. Yes. Happy Father's Day, guys. Thank you.
trust in you because you are faithful you are true to all your promises and there is none like you Lord God we can put our faith, we can put our hope we can put our trust in you and Lord God we can believe that that which not only was broken but which was lost Lord God Lord God you can bring that back you can repair you can fix, you can heal, you can mend so, Lord God, this morning, we lay it all down at your feet, Lord Jesus. And we ask you this morning to be the repairer of broken lives, to be the repairer of broken dreams, to be the repairer of that which does not have hope. Because you, Lord God, are the one that we can put our hope in. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you. 